show starts in three, two, one. Welcome to the Voice of Two Legends. Today is April 3rd, 2020, and boy, do we have a good one for you today. First of all, I want to thank all of our listeners for the feedback that you've been giving us. Please continue to keep those comments rolling in. Today, we give you a coronavirus update. Then we look into our coronavirus squad, which we'll explain later. Then we give you some unwritten rules in sports that most people do not know. And then we end today's podcast with Lee University shortstop and pitcher Thomas Cesaro, followed by fan favorite Slaps of the Week. Make sure you guys are uh, following us on Facebook at Mostly Sober Thoughts, Twitter at Mostly Sober Pod, and Instagram uh, Mostly Sober Thoughts Podcast. Please uh, be sure to like and share to help us grow. guys so the first topic on today's pod um going into this quarantine time uh we're gonna choose four celebrities that we would want to be quarantined with um so right now and most people sitting at home you know at this point are tired of their families i know you know i don't even live with my family i'm tired with tired of my family i couldn't imagine living at home like you know i have a roommate and i'm so glad (laughs) but um so with my, uh, we're basically going to go, we're going to do four celebrities. We've both choos- chosen four different celebrities. So Cam, you want to go first with your first one? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, my first one's going to be uh, Davey Day Trader, Dave Portnoy, uh, Mr. Pizza Review, uh, The King, uh, whatever you want to call him. Uh, I think that's a fantastic uh, first round, first overall draft pick. Uh that is not a bad one. Not a bad one. That at is all. a fantastic first round. You get listen. You know you're gonna have unlimited amounts of pizza when Davey <laughs> Day Trader is around. You know, uh, two. He's he's currently doing terrible on the stock market uh, day trading right now. But I want to learn from him anyway. Uh, I mean, dude runs Barstool Sports. Come on, like, I feel who, you. Well, who wouldn't want to be trapped in quarantine with him? So mine, I. My four all fall into the comedy because sitting at this house by myself is boring as hell. So I feel like I've put a crew together that is going to be nonstop comedy because it's going to make sitting in the house suck a little less. So my first one is Deadpool's only Ryan Reynolds because that dude is one of the funniest people in the world. That's a good one. I feel like just he is going to be able to just create comedy relief. He's one of those people I just feel like off the top of his head is real quick. Yeah, definitely. I could see that being uh I, I could see him like running around the house playing pranks on everyone too, you know? Like Oh yeah. Like no, no not doubt. just like stand up and shit like that, like but he I could definitely see him. he's a hardcore prankster, definitely, one hundred percent. Oh believable. Definitely. So I guess uh if you're done with that, I'm gonna go to my number two. Sounds good. All right, so my number two falls into uh the comedy uh section as well. I'm gonna go ahead and go with Mr. Will Ferrell, uh, the other guys, uh, stepbrothers, come on. Like, I feel that like man, that's a good one. That's Batman's a good one. like top five funniest people alive. 
I, I believe it. I, I'm a huge Will Ferrell fan. So my number two is actually another Will. Uh, I'm doing Will Smith. I follow him on TikTok, and I just feel like we would die laughing all day. And if we're quarantined in the house for this long, you best believe me and Will Smith are making another rap album. We're bringing him back. <laughs> we're bringing it back. <laughs> I, I 100% uh, you know i love him get get jiggy with it that song is one of the best get in the studio with mr will smith himself (laughs) no doubt damn okay so uh my third pig i guess it kind of now if you've been following him on social media it kind of relates to the uh to wanting to be in the studio with will smith but shack number fuck shack Come on, yeah. who 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 doesn't follow him on social media and doesn't just see that he has a fucking blast? He he threw like two three ragers in his house over the weekend, pretty much. I mean, just his family, obviously, because they were quarantined. But they had like the whole fucking stage, like well, in one of them they had like a stage and shit set up, and the other one they were just like he was DJing and throwing a fucking rave for his four boys. Like Shaq is one of those people that's just a, like. He's just a funny human being. Like he's, he's just a, he's a personality, man. Yes. That's what he is. He's a fucking personality. He brings the light to any room that that they would walks in. Definitely. All right, my number three is probably my all-time favorite TV actor in the world is Mr. Steve Carell or Michael Scott. Ooh, I feel like Michael he Scott. would bring like like you said, kind of with Ryan Reynolds, the prank. Like I feel like the house would be the scene of the office. You know what I mean? Like everyone oh, would yeah. be just we would have conference room meetings every five minutes and we'd have 15 seconds to get there you know what i mean like- yeah <laughs> see uh he's he's really good in uh good morning america on uh, apple tv as well and he's like his character's not meant to be funny but it's just it's him it just you always because he, it's his personality and it's his just his personality and it's so fucking good uh yeah that's a good pick um so i guess i'll go with my fourth pick then yeah, uh, not to be my least, uh, but Snoop Dio, GG, good old Snoop Dogg. Uh, That's a come good on, I, I mean, I don't feel like I have to say much on that one. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I think Snoop Dogg would be a good one. He would provide uh, lots of entertainment. I would yeah. say to, to be inter- the least entertainment for sure. Are you are you doing Snoop Dogg Shack? Um, a co- collab on a rap album there yeah snoop and Shaq, and then uh i'm gonna be the i'm gonna be the hype man you're the gonna background. be the hype I'm gonna, man i'm gonna be making all the this as a matter of fact this whole uh i would love to see uh a four a four or a 1v1v1v1 yeah that's four ones uh, <laughs> uh rap battle yeah uh, between the four of them and then i could be uh like what's his name in eight mile the uh the oh, mc uh... that's uh what the fuck is his name? Ah, he's like rooting for M the whole time, signs him up for the contest. Anyway, everyone knows who I'm talking about. Uh, I would I would be him. I, think. I watched that movie the other day, and I swear, it's it's not Papa Doc. Papa Doc's the dude he goes against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Papa Doc's the, the bad dude. Um, it's going to come back later. Um, yeah. No, I definitely would love to see you, what, 5'8 on a good day? In the right shoes? Five nine. Show okay. some respect. Five, five nine in a good day in the right shoes. Uh next yep. to Shaq, who's what? Five seven ten foot. in my Tim's. He's, he's Shaq's what seven foot? And then Snoop's yeah. like six six. That would I be think I, I think I'm taller than Dave Portnoy though. 
Yeah, hey, uh, you have that one going for you. There all you right, go. so my last one, in no particular order at all, um, not putting any shame to this guy at all, is going to be Pat McAfee. That dude is one of the funniest human beings in the world. That's kind of how the idea of even doing a podcast came on, just because yeah. that dude Shout goes out to on and he's just – electrifying and he's a human being that's a shout out to the boy no free shout outs but that's a shout out to the boy uh 100 he he's making the cut on on the neely household of being quarantined so no i think we have probably i mean and it, it was it was honestly hard to go through and be like only four you know what i mean yeah there's oh, so yeah. many people out there that i would that would just make it so much easier to stay in the house but Definitely. no, I think we did pretty good choosing our four each. All right, so we're going to move on to the next topic, which is the unwritten rules in sports. Um, we, we're going to kind of break it down by sport, do a couple in each. Some of these I knew um, because I played the sport, but there were some that I didn't even know, even though I played the sport, if that makes sense. So, Cam, this is kind of a, a general one. Yeah, in take baseball. me through. Uh, don't rub the spot when you get hit by the pitch. Uh, I feel like that's a very basic rule that you learn at a young age. I feel like that's, you know, you got to, you know, you can't can't show weakness. Yeah, to the boys no. After you get hit. No matter if it's 90 or 60, you got you can't show weakness. If it's 90 miles an hour, I'm throwing my bat at the pitcher. <laughs> uh yeah, 90 off the back would hurt. Uh you know, and I don't know about you, but in high school, I got hit more in places I couldn't rub. And that just made it worse. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was a bitch. If I got hit, I'm rubbing that shit. I don't care. Like, I'm not afraid to rub it. But I always got hit in the middle of the fucking back. And my dumb ass couldn't move out of the way. So, <laughs> fucking, you know. I used to lean into pitches all the time. Hell no. Fuck that. They don't, they don't really let you do that as much anymore. Because they're very no. particular about it. All right. The next one, Cam. Which no. is controversial, depending, you know, whether you're a pitcher or a hitter. Don't break, uh, don't bunt to break up a no hitter. Fuck that. I've done uh, it. I've done it. Okay. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and be like like, yeah, no, I I probably in a perfect world should agree with that. That pitcher's been working hard and there's respect and you should have to earn that one hit. But at the same time, bunting's one of the hardest fucking things to do in baseball. Uh, I mean, we see that all the time with people who are like, oh, he's a pitcher. Just put him up to bunt. Well, half the time, he's going to pop it up to the fucking catcher. So if you can successfully get a bunt for a base hit and it's, say, the ninth inning, uh, like, go for it. See, I think that there's limitations to this one, this unwritten rule. I believe that you should be able to bunt up until the seventh inning. After the seventh inning... There should be no bunting allowed. If you haven't had a hit by the seventh inning, which is going through the lineup twice, mm -hmm. I don't feel like you should bunt. I just, I don't, I don't think that that's the right way to do it. I don't think it's the way it should be done. But that's just my opinion, and you know, I don't get paid for that shit. So, all right, <laughs> Cam. The next one is a common one. You know, you've probably heard it a million times if you've ever played baseball, you know, at any competitive level, is never make the first or third out of an inning at third base. I feel like that's a pretty common one. Absolutely. Uh, you, you don't want to – why would you make the first out there because you've got three more chances to score, and you never want to make the third out because, you know, two out RBIs. Yeah. 
I agree with it. Um, I will say all the teams that I played with didn't necessarily. It depends. It depends on the situation. I will say, uh, because and I've seen Vandy do this before, uh, steal third base with two outs late in the game because they're not looking for it. That's smart baseball. Uh, but it, there does that risk comes there. I mean, sometimes you are going to get thrown out. No, I mean, yeah, I see it. All right, so the last Major League Baseball one we have uh, for the unwritten rules, bat flips. Can love them, love them, love them. Big, th- give me them, give me all the bat flips in the world. Give them. So, to are me. we talking like normal bat flips? Or are we talking about like Jose Bautista bat flip? All of them. Give them. Give me all, all big okay. and small. See, I disagree with you on that. I believe bat flips are awesome, but it should not take you thirty seconds to do your bat flip and then walk to first base. Like I, as a pitcher, if you bat flip and you stare me down as you walk to first base after hitting one about 400 feet off me, just letting you know that two seam might creep a little in in the middle of your back. And Michael, if, if let's say I'm, I'm, let's say you're the pitcher, I'm the batter. I just pimp one off. Like, let's say, let's say theoretically. All right. I had, okay. Just theoretically. Okay. I pimp one off you. Yeah. And I stare your ass down. It takes me 30 seconds to get to first base. I don't give a fuck if you're beaming me. I'm just taking that base the next round. You just gave me a free base. And guess what? I'm going to steal second on your fucking ass. Like, I'm probably going to meet you at first base if you <laughs> take 30 seconds to, to get there. I'm well, that's what that's like... that's the parameters you put out. You said if someone stares you down, you take 30 seconds to flip your bat. Yeah, I mean, I understand I'm going to get hit. Honestly, if you're fucking smart in the big leagues and you understand statistics in the game, you're going to pimp it so fucking hardcore so you don't have to swing the bat the rest of the game. You're just going to get beamed, and that's fine. You're, look, your all-base percentage was 4 out of 4. You're at 1,000%. That's true. That's true. All right, so the next sport we're going to go to is the NBA, the National Basketball Association. So one unwritten rule in, in the NBA is four steps as a travel. Which this is probably one of the most controversial rules in sports is how many steps is it really to get a travel? Because you have so many professional athletes that have perfected the step back. And, you know, like James Harden is one of them that, yeah, there's plenty of videos out there where you're like, one, two, three, four, shoot. Okay. Well, that was, uh, that was a walk. <laughs> but, uh, what are your opinions on that, Cam? Man, so my thought process on this is, it's fine if it's in transition, but if you're taking, if if you're running a set play and you go from the three point line to the basket and dunk without dribbling, like I know that these are huge human beings, but like that's four steps for no like everyone, you know. I if it's in transition, I'll take four for sure, but. I don't know. It's too much. If you can just not dribble and just literally drive to the basket with your elbows, just full force. Well, that, that's my whole thing. If you get a, if, for instance, you, you take a six, six guy, right? An, yeah. a, an average NBA player, four steps for him gets him from half court at full speed. Four steps will get him from half court to the goal. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's, that's just, you know, if, if he's taking normal strides, like, yeah. You know, that's insane. So if you give them four steps without dribbling, that, there's so much that they can do. I just, they need to call walks more. They need to be more consistent about it. But, you know, it's I, that referees is are all judgment calls. You know what I mean? It's, that's the nature of the beast. It's a I judgment agree. call, and they oh, yeah. can't all think alike because there's 
three refs in the NBA. I, I'll just add one small point to that. I totally agree with you. Uh, I think the refs should be more consistent. I think that's the key word because they're inconsistent. I mean, I would say right now, but obviously the NBA is not playing right now. Uh, but like currently in the league, they're not very consistent when it comes to that. Now, they, if they, they can all get on the call. same page. They haven't missed a call all month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that clap, NBA? Good job. You're doing all right. All right, Cam. Next one is uh, it's an unwritten rule, but after a free throw attempt, you got to dab up your teammates. Absolutely. This is, is vi- this is vital to team bonding. Absolutely. That's one of those things that I feel like you learn at a very young age. That after it, you dab everyone up. You dab the players that are on the blocks. You dab the players that are behind you, and you give everyone high fives. All right. Oh, so I've seen next... coaches take people out for not giving high fives and shit before. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> I believe it. All right. Last one for the NBA. The NBA has an unwritten rule that you can foul anyone you want, hard as hell, except for the superstar. Um, I'm a firm believer in that. I believe that superstars get fouled very lightly. Yes. And get, get, they, there's, there's a bias in the NBA that the superstars on the team, like if, if a Steph Curry drives versus like, um, I don't even know, um, say like JaVel McGee, right? Yeah. If JaVel McGee drives and gets just whacked, they're going to, they're going to let a little, um, contact, right? But if Steph yeah. goes in there and they even look at him the wrong, it's a foul. No, I agree. And I think that's wrong. Uh, I think if anything, you should be able to foul superstars harder. Uh, I mean, that's kind of how it was back in the day in the MJ days, right? I mean, oh, I mean, back then you could maul somebody and they'd be yeah, like, I mean, I'll I like that's my basketball, that 90s basketball right there. Like, I, I, I'm a firm believer in LeBron over Jordan, but that is that surreal basketball. That's a, that's a different topic, different yeah. topic, different, different day. I know, I know, pod, but, but, I had, but I'm a LeBron fan, so I have to put that in there. All right, so NFL has a couple. Uh, yeah. That's what we're going to move to next. Uh, one of the unwritten rules that they don't have is don't touch the quarterback in practice. Yep. I feel like I that's mean, a common one. I mean, you learn that in. Middle school, high school, you know, the quarterback's a red jersey. Don't touch them. Don't, don't hit them. Um, I remember in high school we had – we were running um, just, you know, offensive drills, and we had a scout team hero fucking pour one out for the scout team heroes, but he was just going hard as hell and fucking knocked our quarterback. And coaches chewed him out like oh, no other. They should too. Honestly, more than anything, it's safety because – Typically, you see your quarterbacks be the ones that are more likely to get injured because they're not used to getting hit. Uh, I mean, a lot of times they're not ready to get hit, too, which can cause a lot of injuries. I'm, it's just the safest thing in general, let alone be an unwritten rule. No, and I also feel like the NFL has the same kind of mentality as the NBA does when the superstar aspect, um, especially with, like, roughing the passer. You know, yeah, I feel like yeah. there there are a lot of times that, you know, players like a quarterback, like Tom Brady. If Tom Brady falls down, if he barely gets touched, it's it's a fifteen yard penalty. But if you know, for ends for instance, like Cole Beasley, right? If he's running a slant across the middle and just gets creamed, mm-hmm. they're not gonna do nothing. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And respect for Cole Beasley. The dude had an amazing career, but he's not that big name Tom Brady or Aaron yeah. Rodgers or, you know, even Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. I, I feel like that that is one thing the NFL does. I I will say, though, uh, I think that the NFL is becoming more consistent in the fact that they are so inconsistent with their calls. Yeah, 100%. They're becoming more they're they're consistently becoming more inconsistent. You think they're becoming more inconsistent? Because I disagree with you in that. I think that because you know it was either two or three years ago that the NFL's referees had a holdout, right? And they used temporary refs. And then they brought mm-hmm. all the referees together to I feel like the NFL is one of the best associations to have like to communicate with referees and them all be on the same page. I feel like they try, but they just don't do well. As bad as as mean as that makes me sound, I do think that they try, and I think that they try to put things in place, but it doesn't always work properly, or human error still reigns. Human supreme. error will always reign supreme as long as, as long as it is. All right, so the mm-hmm. next one we're going to move on to on the unwritten rules is soccer, which these were kind of like a shocker to me because a I haven't played soccer since I was three. Um, and playing soccer when you're three soccer. is basically running back and forth and your parents pay for you to get tired so you can sleep at night. Um, so the first one, yeah. Cam, is if a player scores a goal against his own his old team, so say he got traded or signed with a different team, he will not celebrate. Oh, bullshit. That's, that's, uh, that, that's respect, but at the same time, they traded you away. That's not, not your team. Not always. Anymore, not always so. they traded away. They, you know, they signed to another team. Like I, 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 I get. But it depends. It's gonna depend. If they traded you away, then fucking celebrate that shit. It's this league, you know. Like this is your team now. But if if you know, you guys mutually parted ways, then yeah, I can I can respect that. That's a show of respect between the clubs, uh, even if it's a rivalry. I can respect that. I feel like but. every other league, though, if you get traded. Like, if you get traded in the NFL and you're playing, it's, revenge, it's a revenge game. If you get traded in the NBA, it's a revenge game. If it gets traded in MLB, it's a revenge game. But, like, soccer, that just surprised me. Like, if I was playing against my old team, I'd fuck them up. Like, I'd go harder than I would oh, normally. Yeah. All right, so Always. the next one I have for soccer and the last one I have for soccer, I really couldn't find much about the unwritten rules of soccer, which I guess that makes sense because I, you know, don't know shit about soccer. But, um yeah. Is an unwritten rule if a player goes down for injury that the team with the ball will kick it out of bounds, um, and that's just a sign of respect, so that the, that player can get help if they are really injured. Which so I, I guess I guess my question would be because uh, I don't know the, enough rules of soccer. W- would he just have to like stay there if they didn't until the ball went out of bounds on its well, own? If he couldn't get up, yes. It, it, soccer is a running clock. Um, so if a player gets hurt, uh, I believe, which, you know, listeners, if we're wrong, please correct us. But I believe that it's kind of like hockey. Um, unless the whistle is blown, no one's allowed to, like, there's no, like, stopping. There's no stoppage, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, which to me, I mean, uh, soccer's, yeah. soccer's I can one of those I don't understand, like, fully um but like i haven't tried i think honest. that that's kind of like a fine line between injury i think it really has to be real injury, not just a flop you know what i mean because there's a difference between getting yeah that's, in the that's nuts one thing and getting, i would really you know, know step your toe stepped on so 
I feel like there's a yeah. fine line in that one. All right, so we're gonna move on to hockey next. And hockey was actually one of my favorite ones to do the research on. Hell yeah. So you don't uh the first one in hockey is you don't shoot the puck at the goal after the whistle. So if you're going down and there's a whistle, you don't you see in basketball all the time. If they call a foul, you know, you'll see players still shoot or throw up a throw up yeah. a shot. That's something that evidently is not like if you do that, you're getting fought. I um I definitely agree with this one. I think that it's uh, disrespectful because uh, in, in hockey, I think that there's a lot of pride and uh, you play for your team and those are your boys and that's your goaltender. Uh, so that can kind of be taken as like, maybe you were like trying to hit a slap shot, like at our goalie, like, and just yeah. hit him. Like, you know, maybe you were doing those that. Pucks but, fucking hurt. Uh, yeah, I agree with it. <laughs> yeah, they do. And like, I know that they they get hit and shit all the fucking time in hockey every second, but like still like that's disrespectful. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because the goalie's still gonna be all right, there. So the next one I have um, is, which I didn't know this until I actually researched it. If a team wins the conference trophy, they will not touch it. They'll touch the Stanley Cup, but if they win the conference tro- trophy, they will not touch it. Which was weird I, because I, because. If they touch that, that means that they're like settling yeah, for that. Yeah. So if they touch it, that means they automatically like it's it's superstition that they will lose. They won't ever get the Stanley Cup. Okay, I I like it. I've never heard of that one before. I uh, I can hop on the bandwagon for that. I mean, I, I completely like I I understand it, but like all other sports, you know, if especially football, if you win the AFC Championship, then you're, you're treating that, that trophy like it's this like it's the Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I, I get it, but that's kind of like a hockey thing. You know, I, mean? I guess that's, that's the difference in hockey. Um, the next one I have, Cam, is if you're in the locker room, in an NHL locker room, you never step on the logo. It's it's just a hockey yeah. thing. Um, I respect it. I remember, um, I mean, at, at MTSU, we have a thing um, where there's a the seal that's by in front of the library between the library and the BAS. You don't mm-hmm. step on it or you don't graduate within four years, which – I transferred in, so I walk over that shit all the time. I don't give a fuck, but <laughs> but that, you yeah, know, it's no, just a superstition. I, yeah, I I like that one, and I actually know that baseball has that one too for any dugouts that have the logo. Uh, the only time you can step on the logo is if it's not your logo. So if you're visiting, yeah. All right, so two more for hockey, and then we're gonna get on to golf. Hockey players do not celebrate empty net goals, which I believe yeah. is only right you know what i mean that's like celebrating a touchdown when you're up 60 to zero i just feel like that's a a common sense one uh unless uh you're pissed off at the other team then i would celebrate my fucking heart out yeah that that's that would be the only time if like say they they started a fight with your goalie you're still pissed about it yeah, I'm going to celebrate. And then I'm just going to swing punches. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I think that uh, an instance where I would celebrate an empty net goal is if a team pulled their goal, like say we're tied, third period, less than a minute. If a team mm-hmm. pulled their goalie to pull another player and I got a shot down and made it, I'd celebrate the fucking lights out. You know game what I mean? Game-winning goal. Yeah, yeah if game it's a game-winning goal. goal, I feel like that, that rule is kind of voided. Yeah. All right, last one for hockey that we've got is – you don't pick a fight with a player that wears a visor, and all fights should be between two willing components. I didn't know that. Okay. I, I mean, I guess there's two different types of 
helmets that you wear in hockey. Some people wear the bars. Some people wear the clear uh, yeah, visors. I, um, I, I didn't know that. I, I don't think it matters because whoever I'm fighting in hockey, they're getting their helmets off. Um, but no, I, I firmly believe that in hockey that you should drop your gloves. If you don't drop your gloves, then you're not fighting. Yeah, no, I completely agree with drop your gloves. The visor thing, I don't get. What does that mean? There, there's got to be a meaning behind that. I think there is. Up. There wasn't much research when I said it. It was just one of those. Like, it was like on every website that I found, but there wasn't like uh-huh. an explanation. You know what I mean? It was just one of those yeah. like, it is what it is. But no, I think um, for you to fight, there needs to be to like everyone. It needs to be, even if you're fighting someone way bigger than you, like you, if you drop your gloves, you're saying, let's go. Yeah. All right. So the last sport we got before we move on is golf. Um, golf has got a bunch of ones that are just, you know, that you would think are common sense. But if you ever go play around a golf, you probably break it every time. Yeah. You don't talk when another player is swinging. That's yeah. a pretty common one. You don't walk in another player's putting line. Oh, absolutely not. So when you're on the green, you don't want to like, you know, if you're walking to your ball, walk around. That that's grounds for uh that's grounds for a uh free putt, in my opinion. Always yell four, and when you yell four, yell it loud. I will say I've been hit by a golf ball on a golf course and it fucking hurts. And that really, motherfucker yeah. didn't yell. Yeah, it's my fucking cousin. Did not he didn't see me, but he also <laughs> knew I was up there. So where that's a pot that's a that's a that's a story for another episode. Uh the last one I have for golf is kind of just a golf etiquette rule, but it's an unwritten rule, I believe. Uh you always fix your divots on the green and you always rake your bunkers when you hit it in the bunker. Always. I feel like that is, you know, kind of kind of just basics. You know, the golf is golf doesn't have very many rules, I believe. But there's a lot of rules that are just like golf etiquette rules. Um, we don't know everything about. I mean, I, I would say I know a shit ton about football, but I probably don't know everything. And, you know, Cam's a baseball whiz, but he probably doesn't know everything. There's some things we don't know, and we're always willing to learn. And the more we know, the better we can be for you guys. So we're going to move on to the next thing. Uh, the next topic is going to be the interview with Thomas Cesaro, shortstop from Lee University. Got Thomas Zaro. Uh, Thomas, if you want to go ahead and let everyone know a little bit about yourself before we get into everything. Yeah, what's up, guys? Thomas Zaro. Um, you know, a junior at Lee University. Um, going into my uh, uh, Corona shirt year next year. Um, I went to station camp with Camden and Michael, and uh, I'm happy they brought me on the podcast. Definitely, Thomas. Thank you for coming on, man. Can't can't uh, appreciate you enough for coming on and giving us a little insight into some college baseball. Uh, we got a couple questions for you, just that we ask everybody, all our guests that come on the pod. First, first question we got for you is your preferred method of beer. We go in bottle, we go in can, we go in draft. You know, unnecessary consumption. Which way are we going with it? A lot of consumption, yes, unnecessary amount, <laughs> and uh, always um, depends on the day. Or bottle and then draft. I'm not real fond of the cans, but if it's if it's you know out in the fields, then yeah, I guess I'll do a can. But yeah, I'll have to go bottle, <laughs> bottle preferably. Bottle definitely. All right, we're gonna take it one step further. What favorite beer? What kind of beer are you drinking? Ah, uh, number one, definitely Michelob Ultra. Um, 
followed oh. by Coors Light. Oh my gosh, who is it, this? It guy? seems like Coors Light is a favorite of the Coors guests. Coors Light is, is definitely running up the numbers, man. I think it's three in a row. Three in a row to that question. Yeah, it is. Jeez. Uh, but <laughs> Tom, so I'm gonna set the scene for you. So you're out at your favorite karaoke bar, which you probably don't have. Uh, but what you get called up on stage to sing one karaoke song, what song are you going to sing? Okay, Cam, first off, it's Pokies. So don't disrespect the karaoke bar like that ever again. <laughs> and uh, number two, it's definitely I Love This Bar by Toby Keith. Oh, oh great classic. one. I tell you what song I was hoping you would uh, say, though, was uh, – I don't even remember. It was just the remix of uh, Lil Einstein's. You remember oh singing God, that yes. shit? That's, yes. I, was, I was praying that you were going to say that. But, <laughs> the walk-up. Um, yes, the walk-up. But uh, next question I got for you. Uh, everyone's got a favorite sport to watch. What's your favorite sport to watch, man? Mm. College football, definitely. College Easy. football, definitely. And uh, favorite sports team? Go Irish. Notre Dame, baby. Notre Dame. I knew that one. Yes, yeah, sir. Come on now. Yeah. All right, Tom. Let the people know any nicknames you had, either as a kid, high school, college, current. What's your nicknames? Oh, I got a lot current. currently. Uh, I got TZ, um, Zorro, um, Tommy. Someone calls me Ted. Don't know why. <laughs> Every once in a while, I get a common dumbass. But that, uh, yeah. other than that, that, that's about it. But, Can't forget the Zaz, man. Oh, Zaz. Yeah, that's still going, too. Forgot about that one. Yeah, that was it was Zaz all the way through high school. All man. the way through high school. Wow. All right. Uh, next question for you. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, man. Let's go with... Uh... Invisible. I'd like to be invisible. There we go. That's my guy. That's that my way guy. no one that's, knows that's where true. I'm at at all times. See that? Yeah. No, that's exactly what I said. But everyone else has uh, wanted to fly so so. I'm glad that you agree oh. with me on that. Like, imagine if you're in a tight situation. Like we're in a tight spot, right? We're surrounded by people, dangerous weapons. Yeah. If you fly, you could just fly out of there. They can shoot you. Bullets yeah, travel could, through the air. You could fly. No one's reaction to that good. If Tom, you go invisible, what happens? They could still shoot where you were. Yeah, but they can't fucking see you. Uh, I think you could fly faster than you could move no. invisible. Have you seen I, my listen, speed? Have you seen yeah. my speed? <laughs> yeah, but have you seen yeah, the speed of a bullet? Quick. Yeah, but I'm invisible. We're, we're going to have to just do a whole pod on that one question. That's totally okay with me. Because... Uh, Every time we ask that question, we always debate it. Serious debate every time. But next question, last question that we got before we move on to the next topic. So uh, you're sitting down. We're going to say it's your last meal. Then you oh, know it's shit. your last meal. You can eat it with anyone in recorded history. Who are you going to eat that meal with? Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Yep. What is his name? Uh, Rocky Bubbo. What's his name? 
Never forget Sylvester it. Stallone? Yes, hell yes. <laughs> That's a unique one. That's a very unique one. Uh, I like it. Well, so what would you ask him then? I I, ha- I feel like I need more information. See, I I want to ask him like, what was it like to fight in those movies? I mean, because he took the beatings. He had the beatings, or was it fake? I mean, I think, I'm sure I a little bit of both. Real. Exactly. I mean, back in the day, they didn't use stuntmen like they do today. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it was all Sylvester Stallone the whole time. But I bet, I bet, like half of it was staged, but like. He definitely took some beatings. I, I mean, he's just, or you know what? I could change that. I could change that. I would go Joey from Friends. Forgot his oh, name. Matthew something. Yeah. Um, Joey, are you? Joey, you're right? not talking about Chandler. No, I don't know. I'm talking about Joey. I don't know the actor's name, but I, I'm I'm looking it up. Give me a second. Okay, <laughs> Joey Joey Tribbiani. Matt LeBlanc. You oh, okay. completely left field left field of what I was expecting from yeah. you. I expected really? some some huge famous person or some artist or something like that, and you went with Joey like and Friends. See, I'm not I'm not like a uh, you know, I don't really care. I don't I want to I want I want to be with someone funny. And yeah, Matt LeBlanc for sure. I want to ask yeah. him all about Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, very true. That that's like your celebrity crush, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I remember talking about that. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a question we need to add that we ask everybody: is who's good. your celebrity crush? Exactly. All right, guys, we're going to move on to the next topic of the pod. Um, you know, coronavirus is a huge thing right now. I know MTSU has gone to completely online classes with a canceling graduation with the option for seniors to walk in either August or December, depending on, you know, how this summer goes. Thomas, how's Lee University handling the coronavirus? Um, We're completely online until April 15th, but I have a feeling that it's going to be all semester, which I'm okay with, you know? Yeah, I, can just, I can just mute myself and not show the video of me and I can walk away from the, the computer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm sure your coaches would love to hear that. So Yeah, hopefully they don't <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. How's it affecting baseball over there, man? I know it's affected it pretty hard, hasn't it? Yeah, the season has been uh, suspended. So it's done. Tomorrow it's probably going to be cut like for the rest of the year but getting that extra year was nice yeah so so you got two years of eligibility left then now yes yes so you're gonna stay there bearing any draft hope uh probably (laughs) yeah for the listeners who don't know uh thomas plays for lean university uh he's a junior shortstop right-handed pitcher 2017 grad from Station Camp High School. Thomas, what travel teams did you play for as a kid? Well, starting as a kid, I played for the Blues, which we played against you guys actually many times growing up against the Hitmen. Yeah, before we even before we even knew it. Before we even knew it, and then you probably beat us a lot because uh, what? Oh wait, no. Uh, we were pretty good. We were I think we good. beat them a lot more I, than I think. No, no, I think it was even. I'm pretty sure it was even. 
I think you're right, Thomas. I think we went pretty much even. I was thinking about when I was on the Deluge and we were just trash there for the first year. Yeah. Uh, did, did you play us? I, I think, think you did. I think so. I, I specifically remember Rocky being pissed off multiple times. <laughs> pissed off. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my um, God. And then I played for the Storm with Dylan Potteroff and a bunch of Tyler Thompson, all those guys. Yeah. Um, went on and played with the Knights for the rest of high school. And I will just add, baseball think tank was undefeated against the Knights, so we got your number on that one. Yeah, we didn't really care to play against y'all. We had bigger and better things to go on. Yeah, bigger and better things. I was the only player that didn't go and play college. Uh, my whole college, my whole team was college recruits. Yeah, I know we all were. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, got three uh, whatever, prospects. Whatever. Our, uh-huh. <laughs> All right, growing growing up, Thomas, who was your MLB team? The the Red Sox for sure. Okay, who who was your favorite player? Was it a Red Sox player or was it another player? What's, what's crazy is it wasn't. It was actually a Yankee, which is so uncalled for. But it was Derek Jeter. Just oh, that's what yeah. made me want to play shortstop. Respect. Always. <laughs> All right, Sam. So, uh, when did you go and see your uh, first big league game, man? Oh, uh, I believe it was the Pirates versus. Well, I want to say the Rays. That was when they were the Double Rays. Okay. And that was up at PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Okay. How old were you whenever you went there? Seven or eight, I believe. We were up there visiting family. Yeah, for sure. Starting them young. <laughs> so, Thomas, what made you choose leave university to continue your baseball career? Um, I just felt like it was the right place, um, considering the the environment of the school. It kind of just felt like home from the beginning. Um, it's a very small school, I'd say, but I don't know. It's just a beautiful place. It, like walking around campus, it just. It kind of reminded me of Station Camp, like in Gallatin, and where Station Camp is, like that that trail. If you walk on that, it it just reminds me of the same. It's a gorgeous campus. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the baseball aspect, uh, I just felt like it'd give me a really good chance to play for a conference championship and and all of these things um, that I want to, you know, go for as a college athlete. Yeah, for sure. So uh, how was it playing for the Southern Ohio Copperheads, man? And how did that happen? Uh, you were on the all-star team that league, right? Yep. Um, so in the fall of my freshman year, our coaches, like, reach out to, like, summer teams and uh, get you on one. And uh, Coach Serato at the time, our hitting coach, came up to me and said, hey, you're going up to Ohio. Uh, Great Lakes League. I was like, oh, okay, well, that'll be fun. Middle nowhere. Turned out to be one of the best summers of my life. Um, what do I expect to make so many friendships out of that that summer that I, I still keep in touch with today? And um, yeah, the All Star game. I, I wasn't expecting to make the All Star team, but then when I did, it was just oh, it was amazing. It was, it was a lot of fun playing in front of. I'd say about five thousand fans and a Jeez. lot of MLB scouts. It was it was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, and you were uh, MVP of the All-Star game, right? Yep, yep. Uh, I was actually the second, second, second baseman to go into the game, so like I didn't start. Okay. But I finished like two for two, and I had the game-winning RBI, which was I wasn't expecting it honestly, but they chose me, and I was very, very happy at that time, especially struggling my freshman year uh, school season. It was a big accomplishment for me. Sweet. That's crazy, man. So, Tom, do you have any pregame rituals or superstitions you believe in before you take the field? Um, not like I mean, I always wear the same like arm sleeve. I wear tape, and then I have a uh, I have these little prayer coins that I keep in my bag that I always say before each game. But other than that, no, not really. Nothing too weird like tying the left shoe before the right shoe, right sock before the left sock, anything like that. No, no. Not really. Uh, I always put my left leg in, in my pants first, but. <laughs> I, yeah, I think most people, you know, tend to do that. Yeah. Uh, so you don't eat a two pound bag of Sour Patch Kids before <laughs> games anymore, man? No, not anymore. I can't do it. I'm not young enough anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you, I mean, obviously you've had like a lot of walk songs over the years i'm sure uh i mean we talked about one earlier but uh what's your current or would be your current walk-up song and what are some of your favorites that you've had my uh my two this year that i had well actually i have i have three i get three because i also have a pitching one but i never used it and then i had i had three walk-up songs for hitting that i only used two of them and they were uh empire state of mind with uh jay-z and alicia keys and then I had uh, "Hot" by Gunna, and then I had "Big," I had "Big Shot," uh, by I think it's Kendrick, right? Yeah, by Kendrick, and uh, there's a couple other artists on there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, those were those were my three this year. And then I had, uh, oh, what is it? Twenty One Questions by Fifty Cent. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Big Shot's a yeah. That's a Big Shot's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. All right, Tom, we're going to break down. Uh, you got your walk-up song now. What's kind of going through your head when you jump into a net bat, when you step into the box? You have a routine, you know, tap the yeah, front of well, the plate, back of the plate. So I, um, I'm on deck. I'm the leadoff, so I'm on deck while he's warming up. And then his last pitch, I wait till it hits the mitt and the catcher throws it. I take one swing, put the arm under my, my – or put the bat under my armpit and uh, – undo my batting gloves and then do them back and then as i'm walking i always walk around the umpire and uh say a few words to the catcher and umpire as we're as we're going and uh i do uh cleat marks in the uh dirt and then you know hit my shoes take another swing tap the back corners of the plate and then let's let's go looking for a fastball <laughs> Always got to be looking for that uh that first pitch fastball, man. Always, uh, always. Uh, so, uh, we'll go to the next one. Uh, kind of playing off that. So, uh, you ever had a bad AB where uh you and the umpire made 
may not see eye to eye on something I know I have ever been uh, ejected uh, for any reason at all during a game. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe I have. Yeah, I have. Uh, it was this past summer. Uh, I think we were losing 4-2 to two in the top of the ninth. And uh, there was one out already. So, like, there's no hope, let's be honest. And I um, we got down the count. And this, this pitcher from, oh, I don't, it was a D1 somewhere. Threw a slider, I would say about six to eight inches off the plate. And the umpire called it a strike. And I was baffled at first. I just stared at him. And as I'm walking away, I go, oh, you effing suck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I kept walking, and I didn't know he threw me out until all my all the players were like, "Dude, he just threw you out." And I go, "No, he didn't." I was like, "He goes, they go, yeah, he just got tossed." I was like, "Are you serious?" And they were <laughs> sitting there waiting for me to leave the dugout, and there was one out to to be made before the game was over. Wow. So I would, I had to pack all my stuff and sit on the end of the dugout outside the fence for them to finish the game. And then I got a game, a one game suspension. Uh, it's not good. It's, it's not as glamorous as say, you know, drawing the line in the in the dirt where the ball yeah. was. But yeah, that's that's kind of petty on the umpire's part. I think I hadn't heard the whole story, but that sounds like he had a vendetta of some sort, just going after you or something. Uh, maybe I might have said a couple words to him before that at bat. So. <laughs> But we're not gonna go there. We're okay. Gonna... All right. Yeah, we don't have to uh, go there. <laughs> no, no. Like if my coaches listen to this, I, they would be pleased. Yeah. Just, no, we don't have I, to. Go I, I talk a lot to umpires, good or bad. I mean, it's just it's fun, especially. It's part, it's part of the game. You yeah, know you mean? just gotta get in their head a little bit, see what they're thinking, feeling, and then once they're pissed, you know, it's game on, and then it gets fun. I think I think that's respectable. I mean, it's you're just being your true self, even obviously. in the game. Obviously, you know, Instigator, like I, as I always have been. I, you know, you and me, and just about every other kid that's played ever played the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, you know, as you've played at Lee, you played Station Camp, you played for the Copperheads. What's your favorite stadium you've ever played in? Favorite stadium. Um... I would have to say my the summer before my freshman year of college and playing with the Knights travel ball team, we uh we qualified for the Connie Mack tournament, which is held in Farmington, New Mexico. And uh, we went out there and played, and I played against the East Cobb Yankees in the playoff game and played in front of like 8,000 people. So, it was, yeah, it was loud. It was a lot of fun. That was probably one of the probably the best moments of my baseball career, like getting to play in front of that many people and stuff. No, I, I remember uh, probably my favorite ballpark to play in was actually just in the East Cobb, uh, just their facilities that they have over oh, there. Yeah. I think they're at 16 fields now or something like that. Oh, I, I remember we went out and played the East Cobb Astros. Uh, it was the only East Cobb team that we actually played in that tournament when we were out there, but just playing on those fields electric. I can't imagine going out. I went in Mexico and playing. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. It was just the, the whole team got to stay with host families. It was sick. First, first night seemed to do it. It was just, yeah, a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. So uh, 
getting getting a little deeper into everything uh who taught you the most about baseball and uh just like who taught you you know the love of the game or did you kind of get the love of the game just from yourself um i mean growing up i mean y'all obviously know uh, my dad was the one that taught me everything about baseball along with my brother um but i think the love for the game came from myself and also the 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 passion I shared with my, my brother and my dad with it. But, um, yeah, those two were a big impact in my baseball life, my career. But I think my love uh, came also from myself, uh, just growing up playing it, just competing. Um, yeah, it was just it was way too much fun not, not to keep playing. Definitely. I just got uh, – we don't even have this written down, but just off the dome, uh, follow-up question. So uh, – You've played with like a lot of respectable ball players, whether they're known or not. Uh, can you give us like one tip that someone, a coach, a player, a family member, whoever it may be, like one tip that you still remember to this day about a, either actual in-game play or just like mentality-wise? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still learning like to this day. Obviously, um, Alan Smith, I play with him now. He just graduated, so he's done. But, I mean, he just he has this mentality about him like, I'm going to go up there, I'm going to compete, I'm going to beat you, but if you beat me, just wait till next time. Yeah. And so I've been just taking that on, but he's also like, if you get out, who cares? You're going to get another one. You know what I'm saying? So It's part of the game. Yeah, I've just been, I've been learning from him and, and taking it all in and stuff like that, so. You know, never back down, I would say. Yeah. So we're going to kind of transition over. We've been talking about you and the batter's box and you hitting and everything like that. Most people don't know. Thomas is actually a pitcher as well at Lee University. So we're going to transition over to some questions, you know, kind of targeted toward that pitching aspect. What all pitches do you throw, Thomas? Well, I throw a fastball, four seam, uh, two seam sometimes. It doesn't move as much, but... <laughs> and then I throw a uh, changeup and slider, but then I also uh, I've developed a thing called basically it's just like a BP fastball, where I I just lob it into the zone for a strike. Ephus or just like an actual BP fastball? No, like a BP fastball, like where I okay. just throw it like I'm throwing the second base or something like that. And then I also have an Ephus. I've thrown that in the game now. I remember when you first started to kind of work on that my senior year and you were just messing so that's crazy that you're actually yeah. using that in game. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It just it, it's it gets the game, it makes it enjoyable. People laugh. So yeah. I don't mind being laughed at. For what sure. would you say your number one pitch is in a game? What do you throw the most of? I mean, I know probably fastball, but no slider. Okay. Live and die by it. Yeah. It just it's because I can I can spot it and, and I, I can take off of it I can throw it harder, um, but then I always always rely on the fastball, especially if my arm's feeling that good that day. Just depends what's working. Definitely. So, uh, how, how many games a year? Or so, do you uh, do you start, or are you in relief right now? Well, right now I'm in relief. Um, but I haven't. I didn't pitch much this past season just because I've been needed at shortstop and playing very well there. Um, yeah. I did start a game that didn't go too hot. <laughs> oh man! And then 
my freshman year, I started a lot towards the end. I actually got to start in the conference championship as a freshman. Oh, yeah. The hole has never been tighter in my life. <laughs> you just got to give it a little bit of a rub. and you'll. Yep, yep, yep. You just got to lube it up, but you'll be all right. And uh, sophomore year, I played a lot of short, and then I would start in game three every single weekend. So I'd play the first two games at short and then come in at game three and pitch, and it was just – very tiring and but I mean I just got pushed through it so I mean my role is just kind of less and less as it's gone gone through the years and, and you've been able to focus more on batting and fielding so that's yeah. a good thing um, but so like as a pitcher uh, I mean coming from two catchers over here what's the most important thing that your catcher can do to help you out in the game um, I mean probably keep me focused and calm and then like during pitches like being enthusiastic with it like like get me like a low spot and then like if I don't hit it like then like tell me like hey gotta be better gotta be better and stuff like that yeah really sticking it to sticking it when you throw it yeah yeah I, I mean I, I'm, I'm good with that uh if obviously if it's a bad pitch don't worry about it but I kind of I'd like for them to work I want them to work for me, you know what I'm saying? And like those low pitches really steal those strikes more often than if you just let the the ump decide. How do you guys do it at Lee? Does the catcher call the game or do you guys have a pitching coach that calls it? Our pitching coach calls it. Uh, okay. He actually he pitched at Vanderbilt, so he, he, he knows what he's talking about. We really have a lot of faith in him. Um, he allows you to shake off, but if you don't throw a strike or if it gets absolutely dicked on, then he's pretty pissed. So, yeah, you're going to hear about it in the dugout. Oh, yeah, for sure. Even from outside of the dugout, he'll, he'll let you hear about it right then and there. For sure. So I'll set, I'm going to set a, a quick little scene for you, and you tell All me right, what you're going right. to do. So it's 0-2. It's the bottom of the ninth, two outs, bases loaded, tight game. You're on the mound. What pitch you throwing? Uh, for an out or to set him up? Oh, you're going for the strikeout. Right then and there, like not messing around, going right at him. Not messing around. You got bases loaded, two outs. What's the score? Tie. Oh shit. Okay, here we'll we'll change it. We'll change it. So no, no, it's no, I'm you're, definitely going you're winning. You're winning. I'm going slider blown away. Now, if I'm winning. I'm going to set him up and go fastball up, and then I'm going to go slider on away. If that doesn't work, I'm going fastball in. Try to jam him on the hands. Yep. Definitely. i got another question about batting for you. Is there anyone you modeled your stance after? I know as, as kids, we always, you know, everyone had, you know, their stance was after somebody. Do you have anyone you think you modeled yours after? Um, Chris Davis from the A's. Not the Baltimore Orioles. Chris with a K. Um, I just like how fluid and smooth um, his batting sense is. and He starts his hands low. That's where I start mine. I've kind of changed it since last year. But, um, I'd, yeah, I'd just have to say Chris Davis. I've started to go towards, towards uh, like Dansby Swanson type um, swing now. I don't know, just to be able – a little bit less movement in my my stance. For sure. Any any advice you'd want to give to any high school senior who's about to start his college baseball career? 
or I mean, just any high schooler in general, I guess, uh, any advice you want to give them? I mean, just to work hard, never give up. Um, you never know what your future holds. Um, I think one of my biggest regrets, honestly, was not going to junior college. Um, if I could do it all over again, I think I would have. Um, okay. Either that or wait a little bit longer before I really committed. Um, but I, re I really think that you just, you just stay focused, keep grinding. Uh, God always has a plan for you, I guess. Was Was Lee your first baseball scholarship offer? Uh, yes, it was my first one. Um, and I had one from Trebekah as well. And then a NAIA school that my brother went to, um, they offered me. But I know I just fell in love with Lee from the beginning. No, no, I definitely understand that. All right, Thomas, couple more questions for you. Not going to keep you too long, but uh, if you could play any other sport, what sport would it be? Golf. Golf over basketball? Oh, okay. Easily golf. I love me some golf too, but man, I tell you what, some of the best sporting events I've been to has been uh, watching you play some basketball, man. Come on now. Come on now. I'm for real, man. I'm for real. I loved going to those games watching you play, man. I remember many games sitting in the student section watching you play basketball. Oh, yeah. Me and Michael I would mean, all... I, I miss playing. I miss playing at Station Camp a lot, but I don't know. There's a lot of running. You still keep... Yeah, it is. You still keep in touch with uh, any of your old basketball uh, teammates? Um, Every now and then. Uh, me and Keaton and Sawyer, we went to school together at Lee yeah. for a little bit. Um. And then I, I've talked to Yalen every now and then and Chase, uh, Chase Freeman every once in a while, but not not a whole lot just because I've been so busy with baseball. And I mean, I've really found my best friends at, at college. So for sure, you know, it's hard to keep in touch with a lot of people. Yeah, it definitely is. All right, Tom, for people who don't know at home listening, uh, you got any good stories about, you know, traveling to games or because you know it's not like you just jump on a plane and fly to whatever school you're playing um you got any good stories about that i uh or any like you know freshman thing they had you do singing or anything like that i actually have a a, a couple stories um my freshman year we had to play at delta state which is an eight-hour drive from my college and um so we go down there the first day it gets rained out and so that sunday we play we played a double header starting at one central and then we don't get done till 11 11 central or 10 central which is 11 eastern and we had to drive all the way back that same day and we had classes that same day and weights on monday oh my gosh we got That's back at six schedule. we got back at 6 a.m I had class at eight, so I was just like, "Are you like serious?" Like, oh, I would have been not at that eight a.m. Yeah, did you go? Did you go? We have to. If we miss a class, we throw in a mile. It's not worth Ugh. it. Yeah, that's, that's not worth it. Not. I go sleep in class. <laughs> no, yeah. I wish, but we have to sit front row or in the middle. So you're getting that good education, man. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. My two point seven GPA is really good. <laughs> hey it's passing it's gonna get that degree yeah, yeah. that's all, that's all that a, matters another story um was from summer ball 
we uh, we went we went up to Canada for a weekend. We had a, a little series up in Canada, and none of us cared about about the games at all because Canada you only have to be eighteen to drink and eighteen to go to the casinos. So therefore, and eighteen to go and buy legal weed up there too. Yeah, but I'm not big into that, so. I mean, it's not legal in a lot of places, but it, it is. I, now that I'm, I live right by the border, and so like, <laughs> I mean, le- weed's legal Wait, in Michigan. Where you, but where, uh, where do you live across from? Uh, so I live in Midland. It's like almost the middle of the state, but uh, I'm two hours from Detroit, which is two hours from the border. Yeah, that's where we went. Was Windsor, Canada. Yeah, and we went to the casinos, and oh, it was so much fun. We had a blast. That's awesome, man. So, uh, Michael, do we have any more questions, man? I think I'm all out of mind. I don't. I think we are done with our questions. I think we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, Tom, thank you so much for coming on, man. Really enjoyed having you. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, we're moving on to slaps of the week. I'll go ahead and go with mine, and we'll go Thomas and Michael. Uh, So I got... I can tell by Travis Scott uh, that beat on that song from his Antidote album. It just is A1, in my opinion. Definitely go give it a listen if you haven't heard it. Tom, what you got on your first one? My first one, I got Empire State of Mind just because it's the walk up, you know. Yeah. Keys, if she wants to marry me now, she can. Um, <laughs> Jay-Z, he's a, he's a G from way back. He's, a, he's an OG for sure. Michael? I think uh, I think with my first one this week, I'm going with uh, Oprah's bank account by Lil Yachty, the baby. Yes, sir. That video, <laughs> that video, oh, oh that video God. just gets me going, man. Oh, <laughs> that that shit's funny as fuck. Oh my gosh! But the second one I got, guys, uh, it's a little bit of a throwback, not really, but Lil Uzi Vert releases so much fucking music. Oh, uh, but. I, but I got P's and Q's by Lil Uzi Vert, man. Always got to mind your P's and Q's. Of course, of course. Great, just great song, honestly. Yeah, my, my second one, I got I got The London by Young Thug, J. Cole, Travis Scott. You know, just the lineup. Yeah, something that gets you going. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, my last one's going to be one that just gets you in the feels, I guess. I don't know. I kind of vibe with it. I like it, though. But uh, it's Suicidal by. YNW Melly. I uh, love that love that song. Shout out to Boy Juice World too, RIP. Yeah. Yeah, that that uh remix is amazing, dude. For sure. Well, Tom, anything you want to shout out before uh we let you go, man? Shout out your socials or uh, anything? Oh, no. Just shout out shout out Station Camp boys. You know what I'm saying? Shout out those go boys. Buy Always buy the homies. Go buy some. Moving on to slaps of the week. I'll go ahead and go with mine and we'll go Thomas and Michael. Uh, so I got I Can Tell by Travis Scott. Uh, that beat on that song from his Antidote album. It just is A1 in my opinion. Definitely go give it a listen if you haven't heard it. Tom, what you got on your first one? My first one, I got Empire State of Mind just because it's the walk up, you know. Yeah. He's... If she wants to marry me now, she can. Um, Jay Z, he's a he's a G from way back. He's a he's an OG for sure. 
Michael? I think uh, I think with my first one this week, I'm going with uh, Oprah's bank account by Lil Yachty, the baby. Yes, sir. That video. <laughs> that video. Oh, oh that video God. just gets me going, man. Oh, that that shit's funny as fuck. Oh my gosh. But the second one I got, guys, uh, it's a little bit of a throwback. Not really, but Lil Uzi Vert releases so much fucking music. Uh, but I, but I got P's and Q's by Lil Uzi Vert, man. Always gotta mind your P's and Q's. Of course, of course. Great, just great song, honestly. Yeah, my my second one, I got I got the London by Young Thug, J Cole, Trev Scott. You know, it's, it's a lineup. Yeah, something that gets you going. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, my last one's gonna be one that just gets you in the feels, I guess. I don't know. I kind of vibe with it. I like it though. But uh, it's suicidal by. YNW Melly. Uh, I love that. Love that song. Shout out to Boy Juice World, too. RIP. Yeah. Yeah. That, that uh, remix is amazing, dude. For sure. Well, Tom, anything you want to shout out before uh, we let you go, man? Shout out your socials or uh, anything? Oh, no. Just shout out. Shout out the Station Camp Boys. You know what I'm saying? Shout out those go boys. Always the homies. Go buy some. All right, guys, that's that's it for this week's pod. Uh, thank you for listening. Give us a follow. Rate us five stars. Bye. See you guys. Peace. Love you.